Speaking of, did you move the fucking keyboard? I hate to do this here. Yeah, no, I moved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, fam, it's eternally moved now. Like the, I, I, I do what I need to do with the keyboard, and then now it's like second nature. I just push it as far as my, my arms man, are getting. I velcroed that bitch to the wall. <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. Uh, but I, I'm ready. When you, whenever you're ready, I got the white claw open. I got the water here. I got the notes here. I'm ready when you're ready, fam. I am so scared of the question, are you ready? But um, let's get it. <laughs> are you ready is loaded now. Ain't it is so loaded. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> you Yo, know. welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. My favorite time of the week, your favorite time of the week. Friday, your favorite like a podcast, month. My favorite podcast to do, as if I got any other ones. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome. Happy Friday. Good morning. Good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, hopefully you're listening to this on Friday. But I have noticed a lot of y'all wait till y'all get to work when y'all on Mondays. And that's cool yeah, with me. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's what podcasts is for. Let's me baby. know y'all are like us. Y'all have routines. Yeah, for sure. Podcasting is definitely a big part of my routine, and I don't even get around to my favorite ones till I'm at work, too. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Across from me is my player partner, your player partner, the motherfucking glue, Elmer Young, Forever Young, 89, my guy, West No T. Holler out of my guy. Yo, yo, my nigga, my mans, it is your guy here for another week of uh buttery shit, as I should say. Um, But across from me is my guy, Cat. That's a K with two Ts. You can catch him at catandcrunch.com. Where you can dip into the cereal share every week, or you can catch him on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Um, here on the Dipped in Butter program every Friday, um, religiously, and sometimes on Tuesday for the extra butter. Sometimes on Tuesdays for the extra butter, man. Sometimes uh, on Tuesday for the extra butter. <laughs> we we have all day to talk about that. We we cannot start with that because if we do this thing, we oh, no. become unrailed, Mm-mm. unglued very quickly, right? So uh, I don't. I'm tempted to start there partially, but I'm tempted to wanna, start. Listen, I'm tempted. Let me start it in a God. different way. Okay, please let me start. Take, take, so take the wheel. I actually. Um, this was. <laughs> I feel like this was this might have been after that, but somewhere in the midst of um the madness that happened within the last week here on the Dipping right, Butter program. Um I had a thought and I wrote it down. I always like to write it down so I'm reminded when I go back and look at my notes to give Kat his flowers while I can. <laughs> um so in this situation I want to give my nigga Kat his flowers because, you know, just at random moments when I sit back and you know, um when I think about the pod, um and I, you know, think about the direction we're trying to take the pot of things that we're trying to do. Um, and then, you know, in the midst of me having the podcast so heavy on my mind, I get a phone call that says, hey, check your fucking email. <laughs> and you go and check your email. And when you, a matter of fact, not only that, when you get this FaceTime phone call at 930, 
10, 10 o'clock your time. Which is time. nothing we ever do, right? Which like, is not, not really anything that we time. ever do. We don't really, yeah, we don't really hit each other too. Yeah, like, or we're like we're about the same when it comes to that. Yeah, we're so kind of in tune that if we do hit each other kind of late, like a nigga be up, you know what I'm saying? Or a nigga knows how to, mm-hmm. you know, shoot the flare out, put the bat signal out, like, hey, is you <laughs> right. up? We know how to make it happen. But in this case, like, I had literally just crawled into the bed <laughs> and my phone rang and I'm like, damn, it's cat. And I literally couldn't get to the phone fast enough to answer. So that's why I had to end up calling you back. So when I called back, my nigga was like, yo, I just sent something to your email. Go ahead and check that. And you know, one, one for the late night warranted phone call. You just have to know something really is up. It's gotta like, be this something. Is not, yeah, Cause I yeah. would never ask you like knowing it's late to do something right away. Like normally my whole vibe would be when you get a chance or when you wake up, I'm sorry, it's late. It would never be like, yeah, yeah, like check your email. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go check my email. Um, so literally still laying in the bed, like it's pitch black in my room. I'm laying in the bed. Um, and you hear the track start. You hear them ooze ring off. Ooh. (laughs) And I was like, I have, and let me rewind that even a little bit. When I read the email and the title was ready to joust, um, I knew partially what to think, but I didn't know all the way what to think. I'm not going to beat you. Um, and then, like I said, again, them ooze started ringing off in the track. And you know me, I'm a lyric nigga. So I was really listening to what was going on. Right. Cat, it literally on. made me sit up on the edge of the bed. Like <laughs> after the first few bars started ringing off, I, I died right there. But then when the song really started, like when the verse got into its bag, I literally sat up on the side of the bed to listen to the rest of the song in the dark. I didn't even get up. And I, I literally didn't get up and turn the light on until I called you back to 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 see what the fuck the vibe was and what was going on until like, you know. What is even but, happening over there? Yeah. Before I toss it to you, before we get all the way sure, into Ready to Giles, because I don't want to. And, and matter of fact, let me pause this bitch right here. For the listeners who may have missed it, because I talked to my brother today and he was like, because he was actually at me about the second part of the extra butters with the wives, G. Like, okay. he was like, fam, hey, I'm waiting on the second Yeah, he was like, I'm waiting on the second part. Like, y'all are tripping. So I was like, fam, it's coming this Tuesday. So I talked to him today and he was saying, something about the episode. Fair, we do slide it in on y'all with no notice sometimes. Yeah, like, no, sometimes yeah, you don't no, even no, get a peek in. You don't get a notice on the Friday yeah. show or nothing. No, like, sometimes you open your, fro- your, your phone on Friday looking for the Friday show and then you got two shows. And there, you see so some extra shit, right? Yeah. So you know when he when he called me, he mentioned something about the second part, but like I could tell that he hadn't really, you know, what I'm saying, you know, and, and to his credit, he's a he's an avid listener, so he's used to when that music start, you know, ringing off in the end. I, I know some niggas, especially if you have a lineup of podcasts, you might move on, right? Like okay, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I got to slide over to something else. So he had so I so I advised him to get off the phone call with me and go listen to the song and call me back. Right so away. at this point, please. If you have not listened to at about hour seven, well, first of all, if you haven't listened to the part one and part two, you should probably get on that. But Definitely. for this case, um, you should probably go to the hour seven minute mark of the extra butter with the wives part two and, um, listen to our new R and B hit single, um, here presented by the dip the butter program from cat with two T's. Um, and, um, his wife, Donnie, Donnie V is she AKA the voice. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want you to stop right now. I Do want you to go there. Yeah, do yourself a super solid. I want you to go there and I want you to listen to that and then come back to this because I promise we got much more shit to talk about here. <laughs> but before I pass it off to you again there, I just want to say, you know, it feels good to know a nigga is thinking about the podcast as much as I be thinking about the podcast and production <laughs> right. and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So I really just want to give my nigga his flowers while he can smell them and shit. 
Man, I appreciate it, bro. And and kind of to, to piggyback on what you're saying, like, is that not the wave, bro? Like, when you know that your partner is really like on the same page, and, like, bro, bro, I have. We talk about it, it on it's here. Such we talk about it off here a lot. Yeah, like, it, bro. So often we hit each other at the exact time that we're both thinking about either the same thing or the podcast. You know or what doing I mean? something and, with the podcast, a nigga will call yeah, you and say something like about the podcast while you're already way, in that mindset, and it's a beautiful thing. For sure, for sure. And I was, I was literally having this same conversation, uh, with the homie Reem. Shout out Reem's, the overly opinionated podcast. Like I said before, if I haven't checked that out, check them out as well. They're dope. They're up and coming. They're doing their thing over there. Shout but out I was my having nigga that Reams. same conversation for sure. I was having that same conversation with Reem's about. <clears throat> their crew and the three of them and you know how you can hear their progression in their show every week you can hear them getting better and you know me and him just be kicking around podcast ideas and it's it's just super dope to have other people to talk to that are in that space that understand that drive and that passion when it comes to podcasting because like i say on here all the time it's not as easy as just turning on the mic and talking it's definitely not as easy as that and then even still like you see even in the past week or two you know when we've discovered more shit about the podcast and analytics and shit like you bro you see how yeah. how much it yeah. excited like i have to call you immediately like bro right, like, right. Do you see this yeah, do you see it? and it makes you it makes you understand that shit that joe button be talking about a little bit more too you know what i'm saying like it, i, I right. really really got Feel into a shit. super wormhole you know what i'm saying that get, getting you know more knowledge about podcasts and the shit that's going on in the podcast world and you know how to get your podcast promote and how motherfuckers is placing your podcast and you know right, what, what, right. what to do here and what to do there so like i said yeah, it's, no, it's i was thing. having them I was having them similar conversations with Reams and like he was telling me that, you know, they had a little bit of a meeting within themselves about, you know, what their expectations are for the show and, you know, just where everybody's at mentally with what they want for that program and stuff. And, you know, he was saying that it was like really refreshing to get from both of his partners that they're all on the same page. Like they all want big things. They all want to, you know, work on their time off toward making the podcast better and shit like that. And I was just like, bro, like that's a dope feeling. Like, you know what I mean? Just to be on the same page with your partners and be like, bro, you don't ever feel like, like I never feel like I'm bothering you when it comes to building the show or coming right, up with ideas right, right. or shooting you some shit. And I never even feel like, if it's something that might be a little risky, like I never feel like if I shoot it to you that you're going to be mad at me for trying. Like if you don't vibe with it, you'll just tell me like, yeah, maybe not this, but maybe this, like you'll offer something. And I never feel like, you know what I mean? Like I never feel like my contributions are going to be swatted away and laughed at. You know what I'm saying? And you never want to feel like that. And you, and you want to know what, because I know, and not that I'm trying to like play a role for you at all, because that's just how I get down naturally. But like, I am so looking forward to the thing I can bat down from you. And I just can't, like, my nigga, my nigga is not giving me anything bad to work with. Like, everything that comes across, I'm like, ooh, I'm like, this gonna be the thing that I ain't fucking with, boy, I tell you. Like, if, when you sent me ready to joust, I was like, oh, this is gonna be the thing that's not gonna cut it. And I was wrong. Finally, I got yeah. the thing. Like, this nigga's smoking. Podcaster has finally gotten to his yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, He's losing his grip on reality. This nigga's recording R&B. He's yeah, he's recording now. R&B. Like, he's, he's got too much time on his hands. Yeah, much. Yeah, we gotta like, lock his mic up. Again. He's bugging. Yeah, like this nigga gets equipment and now he's wild and this. Yeah, and I and I just can't. So that that lets me know my nigga's mind is in the right place, and it and it and it inspires me honestly. For sure, for sure, not bro. And, and to kind of like get into the whole like the MTV's behind the video making of the song, like yeah, need that. So okay, let, let's walk through this a little bit, and again. I'm going to take another minute, and this is the last minute we're going to take for y'all. If y'all are on this episode and have not listened to the Extra Butter Part 2 with the wives, 
pause this right now and go over there. Right now. Don't mess this up for yourself because I was even telling some of our, you know, really, really die, die hard down day one listeners, like they was texting me and I was like, fam, I really believe that like part two of the extra butter with the wives might be top three episodes. Nigga, I it's almost cat. I swear to God. And this is why I fuck with you, dog. After I listened to it, cause I've, I've had to listen to it several times at this point, but after I listened to it, after it really dropped with the whole episode, I said the same shit, bro. Like, I was bro, like, this, this is three. really a top three, top five episode. Like, and I, of course it made me go back. I started listening to that episode, a part three already. Sorry, y'all. It's a part three. Uh, <laughs> and it's just the perks of working on the show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. And part, part three gets even baggier, bro. That's bro, what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So okay, let, let let me stay focused for y'all. And I just wanted to take that minute to tell y'all, do yourself a service. Listen to what me and Wes have both voted and stamped as top five Absolutely. easily dipped in easily. butter episodes of all time. So if you haven't listened to that yet, stop this and go over there and listen to that. But for those that have already gotten up and are up on game, let's continue and give you all the behind the music. So I did give you a little bit of like. I'm sorry for. I didn't mean to laugh right there, bro. But I'm literally just replaying the end of episode two on my head. Right. So, and that's where I'm starting, fam. Like, so after we got done recording episode two with the wives, I think I even mentioned it to you or my wife or both of y'all. Like, fam, it was such a vibe that second part, and there was so much content there. I don't even know why my mind went here, but I was just like. Man, that needs a song. Like what my <laughs> wife dropped. <laughs> like when my wife's used the term jousting for oh lesbian intercourse with a dildo, like that's what she called that was just jousting off the top of her head. And I even had to go in the other room, like, babe, did you like write that down? Like, was that a punchline mm. just lined up for us? And she was like, No, she said it on the podcast. The she was like, like, I just made that up. And that's what made it even better for me listening to the episode, oh. bro. She was like, I just made that up for y'all. So it was, fam, it was, it was too wavy to leave alone. You know what I'm saying? Like you ever come across those moments that's just way too wavy to leave alone. Like I know for me particularly, and maybe this just comes from my mind as a creator. I hate to, you know, sound like a douchebag. I'm a creator, but I do consider myself to be a creator of sorts, right? Like anytime I've ever come up on some shit like that, that was just way too wavy to leave it alone. I've always done something with it. Like even if it's as simple as like, bro, I'm about to make some t-shirts that say that on it because it's just way too wavy you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. and it was just too wavy bro and like that stuck with me after that night like man yeah. i was already starting to like kind of churn the wheel and like thinking of things that i could do with that oh and i did God. one of your moves like i immediately got on the computer like the next day and i started like looking for instrumentals and like they are out I there knew it needed to be an r&b song right they like, are out there like, like a fuck bro and this is why yeah. i respect your mind this is the shit that makes my heart smile when i think about you <laughs> and, and production and shit bro because you really like put like thought and effort into it bro it's real effort and bro and, and i'm a big fan of this concept like the funniest things come from endless amounts of effort into something stupid Right. Like when you really, really trying and putting a lot of effort into the stupidest shit in the world. For me, that's some of the funniest shit in comedy. Like when you're putting a lot of effort into something that is literally dumb, that's funniest shit to me. So I'm like, I'm on the internet. I'm looking for instrumentals. I've grabbed like four or five, by the way. So that might not be the only song that ever comes out of this show, but yeah, there's probably some more songs coming out of the show. Not a lot of y'all. Because there's more fire bars. There's more fire bars coming. I'm going to lay the Damn. Easter egg that there's more fire bars in part three, right, like, bro, especially for be, the women. There is a super bar in part three. 
we'd be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't. I feel right. like, right. you know what I'm saying? And this kind of like is intertwined into the story. But as I was sitting down thinking about it, like, man, I really want to do something with that. And for those of y'all that know me personally and some of y'all that don't like, I know I've spoken about it on here, but I used to rap in high school and, you know, fresh the first few years. Nigga, I see. Oh, my like God. You are very seriously. You are speaking like, to all my thoughts about you right now, bro. <laughs> I did, like, if you put my old shit up against a lot of niggas now, like, I'm not the nigga that 38 years old is going to tell you I got a mixtape on the way. I do not have a mixtape on the way. But if you're talking about when I did used to rap and I felt like it was age appropriate for me to be rapping, I don't feel like a lot of niggas back in the city could fuck with me. That is just my personal opinion. The the song arrangement alone, okay? (laughs) You know we got to get into that part of the bag, right? Oh, my God. Look, so this is how this came about, right? Like, it was a boring Saturday. Me and my wife didn't have much of anything to do. You know what I mean? I got a new computer set up here for podcasts. And I was like, you know what? Let's utilize some of the shit. So I started playing the beat. I put the headphones on and I got the pen and pad. Now, let me tell you this, Wes. This is my first time ever making an attempt at R&B, period. Oh, I respect it. I have never, 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 never tried to write and an R&B bro, record. I, and listen here, I super respect it because I have the toughest time writing R&B records. I may have only written three, four, maybe five R&B records, style records. I won't even call them R&B records. I've you, wrote you written five R&B style records that I like, all right, cool. Everything else, that is not my bag. So I right. respect it. Bro, you want to hear something funny? What's that? As I was writing it, as I was coming up with the tunes and the lyrics. Now, let me give my wife her credit. She wrote half of this shit. Like, we really sat down in the studio in vibe. Oh like, we was playing the record. Was, she was giving Why did y'all not record that? Like, she was, oh, damn, we should have. We got to, we got to start giving that to y'all. But she was like humming the melody for the hook. For instance, she came up with the melody for the hook and she was like, yeah, you know, I already knew like we got to hit them with the, are you ready to joust? We got to repeat it to, to, to send it home. But I told her like, I don't know where we need to go from there with the hook. And she was like, okay. And it took like her like 30 seconds. And she was like, I know it need to go. Mm, 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 mm. And she was like, I'm just having trouble with the words. I was like, babe. Just record that in hand. That's how it starts. That's always yeah, how it starts. I was like, you that know, is the process. Shit, that like, is the process, bro. I said, hey, just hum what you think it should sound like and hand it to me. She hummed it and recorded it with her phone and handed it to me. And you know that writing move where it's like she was trying to further explain herself. Like, I was really, mm-hmm. I was like, shh, shh, shh. right. Mind your business. No. <laughs> I don't need anything else from you. Literally, I'm writing the words in, in that moment. Like, bro, we wrote that shit so fucking fast. And I that's was just you, like, That's oh, usually how the good ones R&D come out. It's so easy to write. <laughs> <laughs> like coming from a, like a former, like a former rapper. Let's be clear about that. Coming from a former rapper standpoint, R&B is easy as fuck, bro. Like you gotta write like four or six bars. Was, and, hey, and that's what I was just about to say. That's the, that's the part. That's the part that I noticed in writing R&B songs. Cause I really took some time at a point in time, but like really study R&B songs because I really wanted to learn how to write them motherfuckers. G like, right. I'm like, cause they, and it, you just have to do it. But that's what pissed me off when I was learning that. Like, man, this is only like eight bar Bro, verses. Like so I'll be out like, here be writing 16s. Yeah. And it makes you, if you a rapper, rapper, if you, you know, like lyrics and shit, like it, 
you have to dumb everything down for an R&B mm-hmm. song. You have to make it mad simple and sexy and make And you got to make like, real life decisions as to what yes. you want in there and what you got to like settle yes, for not being in there. Because the way my mind works as a former rapper, like I'm squeezing a bunch of different metaphors and little comedy pieces right. and shit to get the ear. Like I've always been into that. So I could sit here and write a 16, no problem. 16 bars, easy with everything in there, punchlines, charisma, catchy shit, whatever you want. Right. But the problem for me has always been like deciding what goes in and what don't go in. So for RB, that's the only, that's the hardest part for me. It's like, damn, I got all these ideas. Cause the Jousting shit just got me excited already. Cause it was funny as shit. So I was like, bro, this is about this song writes itself. It writes itself. So I'm sitting here, I'm writing this shit. I'm getting to halfway through the shit. I'm writing a little back and forth parts and I'm already making up in my mind how I want the story to play out. And all I got to do is put the words in there. And then like, by the time we was like almost done with the song and all we had to do was go in and tweak it and mix it and put the little reverbs on it and shit like that. I was like, I know why Youngberg stopped rapping now. <laughs> now I know why. <laughs> yes, bro. I get it. Yes. I immediately started look, like looking up old young young Berg songs like Sexy Lady and you know yeah, business and I was like bro that nigga must have had the same epiphany at a young age like bro I'm writing these hooks I'm and right. niggas only listen to my music for my hooks anyway I'm about to hook these niggas to death and get hook rich them out. Bro. I'm about to hook them out fuck and look rapping, at him now bro. bro fuck rapping if you listen Dipped and butter audience. If any of y'all out there are listening to this and are talented with your pen and you're still relatively young and you chasing a rap dream, fuck that, bro. Right R&B. It right is R&B. easy, bro. Like, hey, I mean, easy. but that's, you, you know. know I, just write the lyrics. And I have mean, somebody just, else for you even, even outside of, um, you know, just, you know, saying fuck uh, writing rap and writing some R&B. Even once you um, take rapping and music seriously for for a time, and you start to educate yourself more on that, you really understand that the money's in the writing, anyways. So, yeah. like, <laughs> go ahead, write you some hooks, catch you, catch you a few yeah. verses if you can, like rap, rap for fun for yourself, but write you some hooks, send them over to some niggas because niggas is really out here getting a bag off of sending niggas some hooks and you know concepts for their songs, and that's really where they winning at. And on top of that, I want to ask you two questions in sure. in relation to this. Um, in relation to your song, one is a simple question, and two is a segue. Um, okay. One, how long? You said it took y'all five minutes to write it, but how long was the entire process from like the writing entire process from pen from pen to paper to emailing it? No, to from you. finding from finding the beat. We got to include that. Well, I, I I guess we can't really because I had the beat for days already. Okay, so All once right. I decided to address okay. the beat, I'll say you know what I'm saying because I <laughs> okay. had the beat, but I hadn't addressed the beat. Does that make sense? You okay. know what address the beat? Means. Absolutely. I'm sure oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. I had the beat in my computer, but I hadn't addressed it. I just saved right. it because it sounded good. I didn't make up in my mind that would be ready to joust until that Saturday. I so almost want to take that beat in real life too. I just want to. Bro, you can have, bro, listen, we can, we can do that after this, bro. If you want to re-record it with a real singing we, voice, cause somebody needs we, to sing it. Bro, fire. Listen, but, uh, yeah, so from, from the moment of me addressing the beat and turning it on and listening to it with an active ear with a pen and paper to the point of me emailing it to you, I guess I should say, because it uh-huh. did take a long time to, to um, to mix it down and shit and, you know, copy and paste and move the hook so it could sound mm-hmm. identical and you don't want to mm-hmm. re-record it again so it could sound exactly I was going to ask like, you that too if you got in that, that whole bag and you copied it. Bro. My nigga! No, I'm a studio nigga. You know That's I what I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> Millie rocking over here. Hey. 
Yeah, bro, you know we got to do something. But anyway, look, we podcast, so we need to yeah. put music out. But listen, so I, I would say fairly, because, of course, you got to factor in breaks and, you know, little shit with figuring out how to do certain shit on the computer because I had to, like, download and figure out an auto-tune program to fix my voice in certain areas, even though I still yeah, sound you re- Yeah, you really, so, I mean, but you, you went... You went some places I ain't even yeah. ventured into. I heard yeah. them pieces. I know he's going there. Most of the time spent was in the the mixing. You know what I mean? Well, the course. mixing yeah. and mastering yeah. and producing. But I, I would say five six hours. I would say five okay. six hour process. That's not so bad that's- for. A, that's not so bad for a boring Saturday night. Um, right, bro. And, and literally, like, bro, listen. When I tell you, me and my wife had a ball recording that. I shit. believe it. We had Look a at, ball recording. Oh, absolutely. That's what I say. And I'm, I'm inspired. Um, again, I have, um, a few beats in my computer that I have not addressed yet, but I have some ideas for. Um, whenever, yeah, whenever we decide to drop this part three, there's probably going to be another, uh, dipped in butter program presents on the end of that. Ooh, I won't even lie to you. I, I, yeah. I, I won't even lie to you. So to, to wrap that up and to go into my second question, sure. um, as the segue, let me know if you fucking went locked up 2020. Locked up. To, oh, I okay. So I heard about the goings ons of it, but I have not heard it. <laughs> I heard about the goings ons. Like I heard about you know, Styles P being like, nah, nigga, that ain't my song. Like, I, heard all this. I didn't even I hear that, but that's funny. Too. Now you hear, like, bro, that no. was the first thing that popped up on my YouTube because you know I got social media, so I get my information from YouTube. That's so hilarious. yeah, I saw a video of like Styles P being like. Yeah, nah, I ain't got no parts on this classic dog. Like, bro, I, I didn't no listen parts. to the song. I did not listen to the song at all. And I probably should have, bro. How how does it sound? And I'm, I'm not even. I'm not, I'm not even. Attack the rat. How I'm does not it even. Sound? I'm not even sure um, that the song has come out. Honestly, I just caught it um, across the IG story, and it threw me off. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie because I think, and not necessarily <laughs> that it threw me off. Not necessarily that it threw me off, but I think I had heard um a week before that where I think there were some rumblings about Akon saying something about working with, with Takashi. Um mm. and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, whatever. And I don't think I got too much in detail what about doing? what was going on. Yeah, but then when I saw the IG video scroll past, and this is this keeps cracking me up that niggas keep going to this house of his where ain't nobody supposed to know where he live at. But um whatever, you're you're in the crib with him next to him at the student like same original beat and Takashi was going in on his verse. I couldn't tell you what same the fuck beat. he was really saying in real life. But Akon, yeah, same bro, bro, same beat, same song, same hook. Like they didn't change the hook, they didn't do anything. It's just like Takashi got a verse on the song. I kind of. It's just like it. he got a verse on the song from from the piece that I heard. I could be wrong, but it sounds from from what I. It's the same beat. It's the same hook. Takashi just got a verse on it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, but I don't. I already. So let me say this in the most careful way that I can because I hear great things about Akon in the community, um, but I hear Akon is supposed to be a certain type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, and to, that, that, to, that's to, what kind of. That's what kind of shook me up a little bit when I heard the news, to be honest with you. Now, I'm not coming on here to, you know, I don't do the ride the social media wave thing, but I also want to be weary of just being a shock jock for the sake of a podcast thing. But I will say this, and I've said this, and I'm just going to be consistent. I don't think Takashi 69 is a bad artist. All the other shit that he's done, and, you know, set that aside for a second. I don't think he makes bad music. So, before hearing it, I will wager to say that it probably don't sound bad. I know niggas ain't really trying to admit to listening to it. Right, right. 
Right. Now, I would I would wager to say nah, it don't I'm a, and I'm and I'm gonna agree with you. Like what I heard, like of course it does not sound bad. And I will I'll stand by you in that because we talked about it on this podcast before. Like, you know, we rocked with some of the songs and I ain't even gonna beat you before you I went to before before all of that shit started going down, like some of the shit that he was talking about putting out, like fuck around with Scott Storch and shit like that. Like that shit was sounding all right. I yeah, you know what I'm saying? I and with, yeah, I told, yeah, totally, yeah. totally, totally don't condone that shit outside of the music. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Because one, that's not my world. Two, I don't know all the details. And three, just you know, sticking to the the, the code of the culture, we just don't fuck with that. You, you know, we yeah, we don't fuck with that. Period. But like I say to. To to see this, it, it it looked weird, and I hate like I say, Akon supposed to be a certain type of dude, and see Akon sitting next to him in the IG wow, video, Akon. like <laughs> tapping him and singing with him, and like yeah, like that's his homie, like I, and I get it if you're trying to you know maybe help him move to a you know different part of life, and, well, and let me and ask you this, some- let me, I, I want your pure unadulterated opinion opinion on this, like. Why do you think Akon went for it? Like, why do you think he bit? Why? Because uh, I'm sure Takashi probably hit up a lot of motherfuckers to be like, "Hey, get on this with me. Hey, do this with me." Because uh, Takashi comes off to me as smart, so I know, I feel like he knows he got to get somebody to co-sign him. I don't, this I, like, but this he can't is be this the one. only nigga that that fuck with him. Like, he knows he's going to need a hand somewhere. So, why do you think you personally? Why Why do you think Akon like went for this? You yeah, got, and that's like, I mean, that's what I. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe I might I might pod through it right now. But that this is the thing about this, like all the other shit, which is gonna lead me into something else that I want to talk in regards to Takashi. Um, but like I think this is one of those, and maybe I could be wrong about what I'm about to say about that too. But I think this is one of those where Akon reached out to Takashi in this situation, which makes it even weirder for me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even, and that's why I say I don't even know if it was necessarily on some music shit. I think it might have mm-hmm. been on some some life, mm-hmm. maybe on some you know. Um, some, 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 some street shit got you locked, you know, and it really might be in relation to the song just on some lifestyle shit. And the song might be a byproduct of what I think it might be. That's what I'm saying. It might be a, it might be a byproduct of, you know, what they actually linked up about, you know what I'm saying? And not, it's one of those things like people are, you know, kind of writing off anything attached to Takashi right now, which is, you know, kind of rightfully so. Um, but you, it's one of those things that you can't deny that the nigga is out here making noise with everything that he's doing. Like it's crazy to me. I can't believe it, honestly. It's crazy and it's a little bit nasty, but like, yeah, you know, but it's happening. Like realistic about shit. Like, yes, you got to stick to the code. Yes, it's nasty. Yes, this is a different time we're living in. But if you but, just list, looking at the music, if you just yeah, looking at the if you're music, just looking at the music, yeah, and 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 to kind of keep it at that, what I'm saying, you know, we kind of we kind of as a culture respect Akon for the things that he's done outside of music. You know, what I'm saying he kind of came, he dropped his few songs, he did his thing. We all, you know, a- Akon got the bag. Akon is doing shit in Africa. Akon is doing other shit. Down. Yeah, everybody respects him. You know, for for the things that he's doing really outside of music. Now, where I want to go with it is, you know, supposedly there's a Takashi and Nicki Minaj song dropping tonight at midnight. <laughs> is it? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, bro. It's I believe I believe it's the troll song that's been trolled that's been coming for weeks. Um, but I, I believe that's the song that's coming tonight. Um, and it makes me, you know, we we we've slightly commented on uh, Miss Minaj here on this podcast um, a few times and her her antics, but like. What what I'm a, I'm a pose, I'm gonna throw the same question back to you that you threw me about Akon like what what do you think this is about with Nicki Minaj like oh see so first of all thank you for looking out for me because you gave me a much easier question than I gave you <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for that because I feel like this is much easier to answer like the Akon shit 
I can't wrap my mind around. Like, I don't, I don't know why he's doing this. I feel like there's a reason because I don't think Akon is a dumb dude, but I, I'm staying tuned for the reason. But Nicki Minaj, this seems way easier to answer to me. Nicki Minaj has like managed to wedge herself in a place with hip hop and the hip hop community where she has basically turned herself into a martyr. Like nobody don't want to fuck with her. She has turned everybody, including her own camp away. Like Drake don't want to fuck with her. The, uh, we know the, the females in hip hop don't want to fuck with her. You know what I mean? Like nobody want to, nobody wants to touch Nicki Minaj right now. And so if she's looking across like young money, don't fuck with me. The East coast don't fuck with me. When the West coast don't fuck with me, the radio stations don't fuck with me. Uh, you know, I'm cussing out Joe Budden every five minutes. Charlemagne don't fuck with me. nobody. Don't fuck with me. And I've got all this like money and power and I've got all this track record and music. And you know, I think we both can agree that Nicki Minaj don't want to just quit. Like, I don't think she's at the point in her career where she wants to just bow out. I do think she nah. still make music but i think she also realized she's made it very hard for herself like and she's even tried the little street test where she'll throw a little bop out there with a little street beat and try to get her old fans back and niggas like nah you know what i mean so i think at this point she's like doing the whole lebron james black mask miami heat thing and just accepting her role as the villain i think this is part of the villain rollout for Nicki Minaj. I think we're going to get a whole lot uh in the video from both of them. I think they're just going to both be accepting their roles as the quote unquote bad guy with this record. But like, how do you, but what the fuck is she going to do when this ain't the jumper cables that she need? Like, yes, it's, it's going to get the 2 million views probably tonight because of Takashi and all the shit that he has going on. And it, it doesn't, is I don't think there I don't think it's a 50-50 split I don't between whatever gonna, is about to happen. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's going to translate to album sales for Nicki Minaj. No, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what like, what is she, what is she going to do when that's not the jumper cables that she's looking for? See, like, you're playing the dangerous game because you're applying logic to Nicki Minaj, right? Like we've seen her try. You we've seen her try a bunch of goofy ass shit trying to get her audience back. So. In Nicki Minaj's crazy peeled out eyes, you got you can imagine that she's seeing that okay, everything Takashi Six Nine does is causing a wave right now. He's breaking records on Instagram. Yeah, he might be the rap, but he still has an audience. And this nigga owes me one. And we've been cool since before he went in jail. So this ain't gonna be off brand for me to fuck with him anyway. Like I kind of feel like her and her camp might feel like it's gonna be a lot of niggas that fucked with Takashi on his way up. That's going to act like they didn't fuck with him on this way down. Right. But mm-hmm. I feel like Nicki Minaj and her camp is like, mm, this is double down on the shit. You know what I'm saying? Because Tek- Nicki Minaj ain't the only person that Takashi did songs with on his way up. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, uh, right. I, I still feel like, uh, a lot of y'all motherfucking, uh, social media protest, not protesters, cause this is not the right time to say that word, but <laughs> right. a lot of y'all social media lawyers, let's say, uh, some of y'all need to call 50 Cent to the stand. Like, I know y'all love everything he does and he's the mm. best troll on Instagram, but 50 fucked with Takashi on the way up. And I don't see a lot of y'all holding his feet to the fire on fucking with him so hard. So that's all I'm going to say on that. I mean, I think, I think everybody gave anybody a pass on the way up, but once the shit really flipped, I think if you fuck with him, because I, I think I'm pretty sure yeah, 50 denounces the nigga people- now. Yeah, we saw a lot of people washing their hands of him once they found out that he was a rat and 50 was one of them. Yeah, sure. But 
you know, when we, when we talking about street code and all of that shit, like we do expect our 10 toes down niggas to have a certain sense of who people are when they get into business with them, right? Like, yes, anybody can make a mistake. Yes, anybody can send a track through email back and forth and just get caught up in some fuck shit that they ain't even know that nigga type shit. But there are some instances where people have been dealing with Takashi on the way up on a very personal basis. And sure, he was involved with Shoddy and all them niggas that was really in the streets. But like, we know how this go, bro. Like, you know, when you're dealing with the artist, that's a puppet, that's really just being strung along by these street niggas, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and in my opinion, 50 cent in particular, his behavior wasn't as if he was dealing with a puppet, you know what I'm saying? Like I, we've all seen these rap acts that, get these big name features from these creditable niggas and you wonder like how they got them. And then when you see them in the video, the real nigga is standing next to the puppet. Like y'all know I'm doing this dance because I fuck with his man. Like, <laughs> right. We've right. seen it a thousand times. And if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, look up the song with trick trick featuring Eminem case study. Just watch that video and you'll see that Eminem is only doing that video because Trick Trick is the fucking mayor and he know he better got that video. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So we've seen it. Is it is a weird video. It's a, I've always thought that video is, but it, it's not even weird. I think weird is even the wrong word because we know what that's about. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga better mm-hmm. come home and pay taxes if he ever want to come home again. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? So that, that's not even weird to me. Like that's how it's supposed to happen. Like you better come here and pay your taxes to the D if you ever want to be safe at home again. And if Trick Trick asks you for a hook, you better lay the fuck out of that hook, which Eminem did. Like he gave Trick Trick one of his better hooks and you know he wouldn't have gave no other off-brand nigga no hook like that. But anyway. Right. I think that's what's going on with the Nicki Minaj thing. I think she's just doubling down and playing the villain hard at this point because she's tried to play nice with y'all. She's tried to act like she's friends with bitches that you know she don't really fuck with. She's tried everything else to get y'all's attention and love back, and y'all have decided y'all not giving it to her. So she said, fuck it. Well, maybe they'll fuck with me when I'm the bad guy. Okay, so attention, even if it's negative attention, it's attention. Okay, so, so if this move right now. I mean, if this shit is like wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Just like you say, and the same and the same shit with LeBron. You know, he played the bad guy for a while, but there was an upswing. Like, where's the upswing for Nicki Minaj? Like you can't just play the villain forever. Because you know what I'm saying? That don't work. This podcast gets good though, Wes. That's where the podcast gets good. That's where shit gets really entertaining though, because there is no upswing. <laughs> this is oh, not gonna happen. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, stay tuned, because it's gonna be fun to watch. This, yeah, this it's is pointless. Yeah, we're going to see Nicki Minaj really go all out. And I really hate to use this term for like a strong black woman right now because it's going to sound nasty, but you're going to see her like put her, her naked ass out there trying to get the attention again. Oh, like, you're going to see her try some really like. It's course, already going on in the IG pictures, bro. She's in a bikini. Like that's what I'm saying. Like she's, she's, she's showing you how desperate she is to get back to where she was. Yeah, so, not with you. I'm I'm glad you said that because that's exactly where my brain is going with it. It's gonna be fun to watch. Like it's about to be a fucking train wreck. Like it's it's like career suicide because that was gonna that was gonna be a second question I was gonna pose to you. Like, is this career suicide or like who who would we not who could this not be career suicide for? That's a good question. So okay, so this is not career suicide for Nicki Minaj only because her career was already on life support. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about her particularly. This is my hypothetical. Right. Who, who could do something like this? Like who could do a, a song with Takashi 69 right now in this climate and get away with it? Now, I don't have a preloaded question for this, so forgive me if I need to like pop through it and think it out because I do think it's possible. I do think that there's niggas out there that might be like impervious. I think there's one too. They come to shit so real that 
fuck it, you got to kind of roll. Like, I think there's certain niggas with certain statures that it's just like, and it ain't even like cartoonish to think of, but I think there's certain niggas with the stature that will be like, all right, y'all, y'all really need to like understand that the bro, like put it in song form, of course, but like bro is a victim. He ain't really about that life. And I'm about to tell him personally that he needs to stop with the, with the gangster shit and he can just make music because you're a good artist. And niggas will be like, no, it's fair. You know what I mean? Like if it's coming from somebody like, oh, Look, see, this is why you popped through it. I just came up with the answer. If Gucci says, if Gucci oh, Mane says, <laughs> if Gucci Mane says, uh, I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. I'm doing the song with the rainbow kid because he get money, bing, and it didn't even rhyme. Niggas I don't know, Niggas might not question Gucci, but niggas question Gucci. Gucci. It didn't turn out well. I mean, I get that, but Gucci ain't got the voice like that no more for me. I don't. Think you so. know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just and not and not for He's nothing. Not, I'm like, just saying they're not gonna get him out of here. Not for nothing. Like, I know Gucci man ain't no hoe, and with all due respect, but fit Gucci kind of looks a little goofy. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So like, if he if he get out if he get out there next to the rainbow hair kid, he just gonna look goofy. Yeah, because I feel like when I see Gucci Mane now, I feel like all he wants is a pickup game of basketball. I don't feel like he that's all that. he he just wants to work out and he wants to smile. Like he that's all I get out of Gucci, and that's cool. I, I love that he's living. Absolutely, his life. I love it. The same fear ain't there with the gut. Like with the gut, I feel like that nigga was liable to do it. Man, I feel like <laughs> that nigga kept the AK with the gut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who you got though? Like who who you think could? I think validate is too strong of a word. Like, let's not say validate because, I, you know, that's really up to the temperature of the people to decide what works and what's right and what's wrong at this point. We never know what the fuck Twitter will say. But who do you think would it not be career suicide for to do a track with him right now? Um, see, so you said the the person that I'm thinking in my head kind of belongs in the same category as Nicki Minaj. I feel like he could get away with it and not c- commit career suicide. But I also feel like his career in music is just kind of meh right now. You know what I'm saying? Like we've, we've taken it for what it is and you know, nobody's really looking for anything new. So that, that person for me would be T.I. Um, I swear on my mama, I would <laughs> say T.I. before I said Gucci. I would say, I was, I, I think for whatever, for whatever reason, the only two artists that I'm thinking about and the third one that just popped into my head, but it just like, it would just be a poem. Um, they're all Southern artists. Like, <laughs> So this the second artist that I'm thinking about is Scarface. I feel like Scarface could get it off in really good like bar form. I love Scarface. Yeah, I love Scarface. I feel like Scarface could get it off in bar form. Like, nah, I'm gonna sit the young nigga down. We really gonna we're gonna move different out here. And the third person I thought about for whatever reason, maybe I'll just use the group, but and nah, because that's really not gonna work. But like, I'm thinking about Andre 3000. But that's why I say it's not gonna be nothing but a poem. Yeah, yeah. And I I don't think people listen to Andre. Like, we listen to him because we love his music, but I don't think we listen to him as, like, a figurehead in hip-hop enough for that to really be a thing. Plus, we ain't got to worry about it because it ain't going to never happen anyway. Like, nah, nah, you got to nah. do a song with him before you do a song with Takashi. So. Yeah, but I think T.I. Um, could be the... I was about to say T.I. Because, and, and because I think T.I. holds people accountable in real life. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I mean, so T.I. did, did it. He did the shit with Kanye. That's what I was just uh, about to say. trying to touch Kanye with a 10-foot pole. Exactly what I was just about. I literally was thinking about that video as you were just saying it. Like, he did that. And, like, he had the conversation with Ye on camera. Like, nigga, nah, we got to be. I have to be responsible because people is going to look at me crazy. Ask me questions, nigga. So, like, I have to know the answers. Yeah, yeah. And while we on the subject, man, shout out to Mr. West, man. You and my uh, one of our first or most favorite 
musicians, rappers, artists, uh, industry guys, man, for what he's done and donate money to the cause, Black Lives Matter, uh, paying for George Floyd's uh, daughter's college tuition and all the Absolutely. dope things he's done while being silent. Like, that's super dope. We're not going to get all the way into that this episode. Hey. And I'm glad you episode. So I just want right, but I'm I fuck with you because I don't want to get back in all of that, but I do have something in relation um to the shit that we discussed last week. Definitely not going back into that bag. But okay. you want to do it now? I got I got more pop culture to slide into. Your pick. Um yeah, no, this 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 is just a statement, real quick. This is not even a thing. This is just me uh recognizing me being an idiot. Last week, um, we were so fired up, um, you know, during that episode. Um, on the listen back, I realized I said something that I absolutely hate when people say. Oh, what's that? I said fucking Minneapolis, bro. Where the fuck <laughs> is Minneapolis? Yeah, like, and I'm gonna blame it on yeah, like the, the, the yeah, the energy levels were high. Um, but I, I that's yeah, hard. Minneapolis. No, yeah, that's wrong. Um, I want to recognize that's like um, Indianapolis in that Minneapolis. <laughs> right, it sound like in between somewhere. Yeah, that's the yeah, but I yeah, I, I hate. Yeah, I hate when other people say it, so I want to um, acknowledge that to the listeners that I recognize that I said that, and I apologize. But please, pop culture me up. <laughs> All right. I, uh, okay, for our second dose of pop culture, and I really feel like that this is going to be breaking news for you and everybody. So uh, I'm excited to be able to break this here on the Dipped in Butter program, if y'all haven't heard. But a celebration is in order, my man. Is it now? A celebration is in order. Because 90s hip-hop legend DeBrat has finally Nigga. come out the closet as lesbian. Clap okay. it up for DeBrat. I'm going to clap it up for I'm going. I'm going. no longer letting the binding <laughs> of her social status in this economy and this motherfucking culture tell her how to move anymore. I, I'm yeah. just so happy. Listen, I just want to quote you- Real quick. I just want to quote gonna, her real quick. Let me ask you this question before you quote her. Are you going to cut the shit after you quote her? I just want to quote her real quick. I just, we right. can't really clap it up. We're giving the right. flowers. We're giving All flowers, right. bro. DeBrad said, I feel like I've been in prison or something. And she is just so happy to finally, finally be able to be herself. And I'm I'm happy for her, bro. I don't know. Let this, me know, this, let me know when you're ready for me. Yes. Let's let go. Me know. I'm ready for you right now. Did um, you already for, start better? Clap to first. First and foremost, let me uh double down on the applause. I, I clapped the first time, but I'm going right. to clap again. I am so excited that DeBrat finally feels free enough to talk to us outside about the shit that we knew for the last 25 fucking years. Like, what is she talking about? <laughs> well, wait. See, this, this is the real part of the conversation I want to have with you. Like, I'm glad. See, this is why I fuck with you, and this is why we have a show, because our minds work similar, right? This is the this is the agreeance. Right. So I, that's what I said. I was like, bro. And, and again, I understand that coming out is a sacred thing and everybody should be allowed to come out when and how they want to and all of that. But, 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 but I just for me and for the Dipped in Butter program, we got to be honest, because that's what we come here to do. I knew DeBrat was a lesbian before I knew what the fuck a lesbian was. Bruh, like. Like, I didn't, that's not me just trying to say a punchline. Like, I was a kid stealing her cassette single of Functify from Media Play. And what like, do you think she's talking about in Functify? And, and, and I knew then, before I was ever even close to having sex, before I even knew what lesbian was in particular, I knew 
the brat didn't like guys Absolutely. before I even knew what that was. So like, I, I wonder. And that's what I'm like, I wonder what in her, in my mind, I, like I wonder if she really thinks that this is a surprise for us. What the fuck is functified? Dicks don't stink, bro. At least mine don't. So like, I, what, what 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 was she talking about there? Like, oh, and like bro, you say, that's what like she is one of my first representations of a gay chick. Like, what what like. What was I want to know what the difference was? Was it because we saw a video and she was like with her boo doing it? Like what? What out of what? What? Is, what did she think that we didn't know? Yeah, that's that's what I was like. That's where my mind went. I was like, man, if anybody never needed, if anybody in this world never needed to announce that they was gay or lesbian, Debrad is high on the list, right? Bro, we've never seen her with any other nigga besides JD and Bow Wow. Like, what is she talking about? And, and, and while we talking about it, right? Like, me and you, we both came up in the 90s era. So we came up in the era when the brat was the shit. And she was basically like, we, I'm going to say East Coast, but she was with the, the South record label and all of that. But she was East Coast Snoop Dogg when we was coming up, right? Facts, facts. Right. So the way she behaved, the way she spit, like the way she just carried herself, like she was East Coast Snoop Dogg. We never even looked at her as a girl. And then me and you both even came up in the same era of when DeBrat tried to get sexy on us. You remember mm-hmm. that? Absolutely. She did it a few times when she tried to she get did sexy it. on and, us. And, and it, hey, I liked it. Curvy bathing suits and the. I liked it. She tried to do her hair up, but they wasn't braided. What do you like? Pull a lot of foreplay right before we get it started. I didn't go for it even even then. Like, bro, I know a lot of people in my hood was talking about how good she looked and all of that. But I remember distinctively being like, okay, I see what you're saying. But you know, like, she's not comfortable. Nigga, I thought. Well, you could I, see in the picture she wasn't comfortable. I thought she switched record labels or something, bro. Like, it was a good look, <laughs> but I definitely knew that it was just a look. Like, oh, she, Debra- she and, and like, and that's one of those things, like, even like, the brat was always cute, which is weird. You know what I'm saying? But like, I, I guess that was like the solidified thing. Like, I, and I think maybe that's what it is. Maybe it made me feel okay to think the brat was cute because I saw her looking like a chick. Yeah, see, I, I still didn't all the way buy in. Like, even when they was doing the posters thing and she had like, the, you remember like the three fold, fold outs of the magazine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Magazine. The word up magazines. Titties all in the air and you'd be like, God damn nigga, I'm in CVS. I didn't know this page was going to do all this. <laughs> like, I wasn't even really all the way falling for it back then. Like, I was looking and I was like, okay, she looked nice. Like, you can't say she doesn't. I don't think anybody can right. say she right. not. You know what I mean? Like, she's pretty in the face and all of that. But like, Excuse me for being vulgar, vulgar, but my dick never jumped. Like it didn't never. jump because she didn't no. look dick. Like you know what yeah, I mean? She ain't looking for me. It was comical to me. Like I, I and I want to be careful saying comical because again, I do want to be relatively sensitive on the subject. Like I do know that coming out is a big thing for people. But Debra, come on, you a rapper? Like one of our biggest things is being self aware. She not self aware enough to know that the whole community knew she was lesbian, bro. I ain't even gonna front you. Like when the shit came scrolling across my timeline like i thought it was like one of those joke links like when people post shit like i thought it was i thought it was gonna take me there and have like the crying laughing emoji like <laughs> and when a matter of fact i think it was a fucking daily mail link too bro and i'm like this is really being like reported from a source that bro, huh? there was a punchline coming man and she had like she had and there were statements from her like i just feel so like like again I am elated. I am overjoyed that the brat feels so comfortable to 
talk to us outside about it now because we've been talking to each other about it for years. <laughs> right. We've been talking about it since 94. I don't know. Yeah, like you can't tell me. You can't you tell me. You can't tell me. How you don't know what's going Bro, that's what I'm saying. You can't tell me she didn't think people knew. Like to to at least be met like if anybody called her for a statement, she should have been like, really, bro? Like, and she should have hung up. Like to make a statement about that, like fine, like Brad, she got to be 40, 45 years old. Like, what are you talking about? And so I get that, it. She comes from a different time. But so let me really real quick with a question then. So you know why she came out because she's like almost pretty much, in, or I think she is engaged to her her little boo thing. Yes. Just yeah. Duport, her name is. I had to look this chick up. I'm reading off paper right now because I don't know who she is. But apparently, she's this IG chick, and she's got like a, a, a hair care business or supernova cane or fashion over one of them things you know how they do on ig it's one of them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but apparently she's so in love with her baby that she just wanted to scream it from the mountaintops and good for her of course you should want to scream it from the mountaintops but i guess this coming out party is inspired by her love for her new babe that she wants to spend the rest of her life with and she's just so in love that she wants to you know scream it from the mountaintops but here's where i want to put you on the stove with it do you think that we're only getting this announcement because she's like simping for a new bay, like you think new oh, bay like wanted her to officially come out. Holy shit! Or I mean that. that. Like, do you if, think that that's involved in any way? Now, see, now we might, now we might be pod now. Goddamn it! Talk about some. That's that's a pressure yeah, situation. Did she put the pressure on her to to come out and admit that shit? Like by giving her the car, put it on video, making people have questions. I'm saying, I noticed this. Damn. Brad just be putting her business all out in the streets. That I, I will say I've known about her for a long time too. Like Brad ain't never been the gossipy, gossipy, post a bunch of shit, posting the leak kind of person. She just ain't never been like that. So like her, you saying she got met. You saying you saying she got melted out here and a nigga and I, I man I, I can't get off of the pressure thing like I'm now I'm, now I'm, my brain is going to a different place like at first I thought it was sweet and I just thought Brat was tripping <laughs> supposed to be coming out the closet like but they, 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 you right because like you say we ain't heard this not ever like and not you, even been questioned not a not a glip of it not a nothing have you seen her chick yeah I've seen her she got a big old booty she's like she's one of them like bigger like she got some. Some pounds yeah. on her. Yeah, she got not, some size on her. Yeah, she's not fat, but she got some pounds mm. on her. I could see how, like, if she's in the kitchen peeling potatoes and she, like, makes mention of, you know, you ain't never really all the way came out to the public, that it wasn't really just no mention. Damn, like, bro. Was, why, did, why did you think about this? Because you might be right now that I'm thinking about it. Like, like, you ne- <laughs> like, you have, you've never come out of the closet. You've never been like, no, are you not proud? That, you ain't proud to be with me? That's what I'm saying, Wes. This is why we got to think about these things. Do you think now the I'm buying you a, Now I'm going to buy you a Bentley. Let's just say it, bro. Like, do you think DeBrat got bullied out of the closet by her babe, bro? It, I, I'm inclined to believe so now that you put that, now that you planted that seed in my brain. Because, yeah, why Why now? And why Why making it sound like it's just, like, a new decision that you made? This ain't your first girlfriend. You didn't just turn gay. For, like, 25 years, bro. We've known 25 you. fucking years. Everybody's new. That's why I say I'm glad she came outside to talk to us about it. We've been talking about it at the barbecue. And nobody got quiet when DeBrat came around at the barbecue, like... None of the gay bit, like the gay bitches didn't back down. Like none right. of that shit. What are we talking about? So I don't know, man. Maybe we should leave it in the air so we don't get like intimidated or bullied. Or but it's so, see, not that's so, not that's so crazy that you said something about simping, bro. I kind of have a real, I have to, I have to take it back on a double dip. Um, okay. you know, we, we talked about, um, simping 
Um, we talked about simping and, and tricking. Yeah, we yeah, we definitely but like we, yeah, we, we had the conversation. We had the conversation amongst ourselves. We had the conversation with the wives. Um, and because art imitates life, of course, we have like science here to <laughs> analyze, bro. And you know, me me and you, I think, came to the agreement that, you know, um, you know, it was that awareness where a nigga you know, turn turns into the simping. Like, bro, once you know that you're doing some fuck shit and you keep doing it, like your awareness is allowing you to be a simp. And you know, my wife combated us um by saying, nah, I think it's when a nigga overextends himself. And mm-hmm. without getting like, into too much detail, I am pretty sure she is right, bro. There's <laughs> this there is a yes, there there's a situation where um uh we'll call it baby daddy, baby mama. Um, okay. you know what I'm saying? Got got a thing going on. Um, not, not really together, but not really apart. You know, they, they together apart is what I like to say. Okay. Um, you know, but now I don't, I don't think they're necessarily committed to each other. Um, and, and baby dad, um, has just been discovered, um, you know, um, divvying out some funds amongst, um, another, another female over the last few months. Um, and suppose a female is, um, from the letters community also, with her own situation going on and you know, Ooh. according to baby according to baby dad, no no smashing going on, um, none of that shit. But you know, spending? it's just a he's just spending. So, you know, that you know, this is this is my thing, you know, where the, I, he's overextending himself right now. So he's he I, I feel I feel like she is right in that. And I just wanted to I, it was so funny that you said something about simping. I felt like I should share that with you just for science purposes only, because we've had that conversation here on the podcast. We don't necessarily have to talk about it. But yeah. like she met, she put like, she presented her case and like, she brought up the evidence and I was like, holy shit. Like, I think you're right, babe. I think you're is right. Is this somebody? See, like, this is where I get into my like, tw- uh, what is it called? 2020, 4040? What's that show? Where they do the fucking news. It's 2020. I, I 2020. This is where I want to get into like my 20, 60 minutes, maybe 60 minutes investigative report shit. Like, this is when I really be wanting to talk to people. Like I'll be wanting to get some like real life simps on an extra butter. So we I can, know, like, right? Like, what are you thinking? Talk. And not to no, nah, not even to clown them. Like, I in no way do I want to ever have anybody on extra. No, butter. I want to. I literally want to know what you're thinking. Yeah, I want to dig deep. Like, you know what I mean? Because I I feel like that you if you get the right ones on, they might be able to explain themselves and give us some light on you know subject how it feels like maybe maybe we can take over the trap and anonymous series <laughs> yeah like bro it, it gotta be a lame for it bro like, i'm a, i'm gonna work on that like <laughs> i'm gonna really work on that because we'll, I, I we'll really talk about it off air information yeah for sure for sure but you know i mean i guess if old girl is pro- providing when i say providing a service it don't always got to be something nasty like it only has got to be sexual or physical in any way like if she's just being a a, a shoulder to lean on or ear to listen sometimes that's worth a couple dollars to some people and i'm not going I'm not going to go into any more details on this podcast because I ain't divulging yeah. nobody's business, but yeah, it's definitely like, deeper than and that. I'm, and I'm on my way to segue in real quick. But like for me, that's when simping becomes tricking because it's a transaction and it's an agreed upon transaction. And that's where I kind of was like putting my boots in the sand where it's like simping. It's like, OK, if I don't know any better or I'm extending myself, 
then I'm simping. But if I know better and I know what's going on and I know if I give you these $80 or buy you these shoes or get your car this tune up, then you're going to continue to talk to me. And all I really want is some female attention. And this is kind of agreed upon and we both know what we're doing. Then we're probably more so tricking than simping. But I digress because all that is awesome. I've come on here several times and said I'm a complete advocate for tricking. If that's how you want to spend your money, more power to you. And I won't even snicker or laugh because it's dope. Being happy is fucking dope. And here's another thing that's dope that I want to segue into. And I need your help on helping me figure something out, Wes. So can you please assist me? Of course. I need help trying to determine if something is misogynistic or not. Oh, okay. Now, now can we, can we define misogynistic just for me and maybe for some of the listeners? (laughs) I can't, but like, let me, let me try to like, if it's like toxic masculinity or if this is problematic, let's say, you know what I mean? Because you know me, I'm speaking in more so terms of would Twitter be mad about this more so than the actual definition, right? <laughs> okay. But, so let me, let I like, me can we you, change the definition of misogyny yeah, to would Twitter be mad? That's basically what I'm asking you because Webster's not tricking. What are we asking him for? He don't know. Twitter knows. He don't know. Yeah, yeah Twitter fucking knows. So that's Twitter. Well, listen, here's what I want to ask you Is this toxic masculinity or is this nasty or would Twitter disapprove of this? So I was at the crib doing my thing. I think I was making dinner. I was in and out the living room, right? And I have a sectional in our living room. We have a sectional. And the way the sectional is positioned, it's perfectly L to where there is the one end of the couch with the recliner part of the section. Now, there's a recliner on both ends, but there's one end that perfectly faces the seat, the TV, and that's basically kind of where I sit. I ain't like Julius from fucking everybody hates Chris and sound like this is my chair and that's my big piece of chicken. But I do always sit there and the family kind of knows that I always sit there and, you know, nobody ever says anything. I never tell nobody to get up or no shit like that. But I think it's just kind of understood that that's kind of just where I'll be sitting. You know what I'm saying? So uh <clears throat> my niece has been staying with us since October and I was up and in, in and out of that room and my niece was sitting in the chair And I think my wife knew that I wanted to sit back in the chair and she like basically like popped her niece and told her to get up (laughs) out of my chair. Now, I did not tell my wife in that moment, and I'm sure she's listening now, but I didn't tell her all the way in that moment. But that is like the sexiest, dopest shit in the world, right? Like, am I trying to help? What? No, that is fire. like when your woman like defends your honor and be like, get out of my babe's chair. Like that's my babe's chair. He want to sit there and Man, you don't you have to say anything. I was about to say, you ain't got to say nothing. That's the most fire that's part about it. Fr- like that, I was just about to say fire. like, what was, what was the, what was the clues you was giving off that gave her the vibe you wanted to sit in her seat? Cause I know she had to feel something. <laughs> See, this is why you're a great podcaster. Cause you ask all the right questions. Cause I won't want to say nothing unless you ask me this, but I was kind of like huffing and puffing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know, when you like walk back and forth from the just walking room, back and forth, not really doing nothing. Yeah, you're trying to decide if you're going to sit in the chair you really don't want to sit in or if you're just going to say fuck it and take it to the bedroom and watch TV in there. Facts. Just think about it. I think she kind of just caught the vibes off of me like, 
he want to sit in this chair. She's sitting in this chair. And uh, she just that's, stepped in there and acted. I didn't, you know, I didn't pout too hard or nothing like that. But I think nah, that's so well that's so crazy that you brought that up, bro. Because I think like that goes in like category, like making your plate at the barbecue and shit like that. Right. Like, right. Oh, that's dope nah, shit. For, Do you think we're going to lose shit like that? Like, is that is it OK that I think that's dope? First of all, we got to ask no. Twitter. Yes, I, I okay. no, I yes, I was just about to say. Let me address your first question about misogynistic. I don't think Twitter would be mad at that. Um, especially, I don't think Twitter would be mad because you didn't ask. Um, you know right. what I'm saying? And of course, she took context clues and you know body language, and she figured it the fuck out. But I think had you asked, Twitter may have become mad. But I think, especially for the black community, that that's something that everybody understands. Especially like, fan, this is my chair. This is where I sit. Like, this is where I get. Especially like when it comes to dads. Like, I think everybody give dad that respect of, oh, where dad sitting at? Like, all right, we just gonna roll that way. Um, uh, but I think the same thing kind of happened yesterday. Now I'm thinking about it, like because we was, you know, the the you know, my stepson is out here. Um, for, for the time being, and he was downstairs playing, playing the game on the TV. And, you know, I, I was done working yesterday. My wife was done working and we were just kind of standing around in the kitchen and I was just standing there and not, not necessarily that I wanted to kick him off the TV, but like, oh, you bother like, nobody? yeah, he wasn't bothering nobody, but like, that was it. Like, I think she got something and she was like, all right, get from out in front of my TV. And I was just like, yes, <laughs> yes. Like she got it. She did it. Right. <laughs> she did it. Right. Cause you don't be wanting to make a phone and it'd be some, it, it's some small shit, right? Like I could like, okay, let's be honest. Like I could sit anywhere on the couch. Like we got one of them fucking bent curve TVs too. So it's made to be able to be like perfect picture. No matter where you sitting in the room, I could have easily sat on the other chair. Matter of fact, if I would have sat on another spot on the couch, I'd have been closer to my wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what makes it so nutty. Like, and I think that's what made it so fire to me is that it's like, if I'd have sat on the other end, I could have just laid with her and we could have cuddled. It would have been fine. It wouldn't have been no big deal. But it's like when I think it kind of goes in the category of defending your honor, like as if if you had to throw hands for your wife, like you will feel good about the opportunity to be able to be like, yeah, I'll beat this nigga ass for you, babe. Fuck it. I was waiting on the opportunity. You know? Right, right, right. So I don't know. I I don't know if that's like we might be kind of losing that. That might be a little like in a couple of years. That might be another thing that we might need to talk to a woman about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, might, yeah. Might be another one of those things. Now, I do kind of want to, um, you know, since we're talking about body language and people taking context clues about shit, I kind of want to get into something that you mentioned, um, last week during our fiery podcast. But I just want to see how it went this week. Um, All right, let's get it. So I have, I have written down here the WPC. Yeah, I'm, um, I have written down here the WPC, and uh, WPC stands for um the White People Convention. Okay. Um, you mentioned here on the podcast they were going to ask a black dude. Damn, um, I forgot I talked about that on here. Yeah, you did. And I, and I, I, I honestly want to know how that went. So, uh, it, to put it in context, because, and for those of you that might not have listened to our pro black podcast for last week, uh, I did get on a, uh, a video chat with some very good near and dear to my heart white friends of mine that come from some money and they have some friends in their white circles that are pretty privileged and they don't really know, uh, any black people well enough to be able to have these real conversations while all this is going on, right? Because they want to know how to be better allies. They want to know how to not come off as weird when they're down in the protests and they don't want to be the ones that's like, hey, man, you know, I ate noodles in college too, so I know the struggle. Like, they don't ever want to come off as those people. And I very much respect that. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I also let them know that they were right for being concerned and trying to, like, 
for lack of a better term, throwing in a black dude that they could trust because like, you don't want to be fucking going up to just some random stranger at work and going, Hey, so what's it like to be in the black experience? Mm-hmm. Right now? Cause you're going to come off like and, that. And, and kudos to them. And I'm sure it's all um, circumstantial, cool. but they really asked a real nigga and that's commendable in my nigga. eyes. Not yeah. only did they ask a real nigga, I think they hit the jackpot, but I gave them kudos even in the talk and saying like, you need to pat yourself on the back for having the awareness enough to say, this is not something I can handle on my own and I don't want to be insensitive, right? Because, you know, some people get a bit of pride about themselves. I'm like, no, fuck that. We're all equal and we're all the same. And, you know, when the lights go off and I don't see color, so I'm going to go over and ask this black dude because he's going to know my heart and it's just not going to go that way. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Because I, I explained to them in the talk, like, you know, a lot of times when we wake up, we're not black first. Sometimes when we wake up, we're a husband first, we're a dad first, we're an employee first. Sometimes we're the fucking garbage man first before we're black. And we don't always want to just walk around as always being some representative for the culture. Like sometimes we just want to fucking eat a hot pocket and go to our car. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of want to be careful with the timing of things like that. So all those things I explained in the talk, but to answer your question, uh, it went swimmingly. I'm going to use swimmingly because I was talking to privileged white people, but it went swimmingly. Like we talked, they gave me some really dope questions, some really, really deep questions. They weren't shallow. Like, Oh, what's it like? Can you, are you able to, are you able to share one of the good ones? Oh, you know what? See, I was not prepared. So let me go into my phone because I went to quote exactly and find one of them because they were all, tremendous questions like some of these were so good i was just like damn i want to do this right now because uh they were just so good you know what i mean they weren't shallow like uh you know what's it like to be scared when you get pulled over like not that that's not <laughs> right. a good question yeah, yeah, yeah. right just like very surface but these were very like well thought out super deep questions so i'm still scrolling through my phone because me and my homeboy talk a lot me and dylan do communicate so it's like that's not the last thing we talked about right. Okay, so I got a couple here and I'll read them off. And we don't, if you want to talk about them, we can and we don't have to. But one of them was, uh, okay, this, that's kind of a long one. Let's skip that one. Do you find it useful or frustrating when disenfranchised people share their stories as a way to try to understand? How can non black disenfranchised people share their experiences in a way that isn't frustrating? Mm. Fire, right? Like that. Yeah, so like that, that, that's a good question. You know what I mean? Like, because yes, there are some similarities in growing up poor white and growing up poor black. There are similarities, but it's not exactly the same. You know what I mean? Like if you're hearing me say that and hearing me say that's a good question and you don't think it's a good question, then go watch eight mile again, because (laughs) (laughs) right. Like you're not tripping. Like you're right. Go back and rewatch eight mile. They very much treated rabbit like he was one of them because he grew up under the same circumstances of them at the same time though they still treated him like the white boy in the hood he was in the hood and he was like them and he was still part of the crew but he was still the white boy in the crew you understand what i'm saying so it's a very valid question i thought that was a fire question so i couldn't wait to get to that one um here's another fire one that they asked and i had like this is me I was doing exactly what I do in this podcast. I was, you know, writing down some notes, but I was shooting from the hip because I wanted to give people real genuine reactions and answers to their questions. Authentic. Right. Yeah. Authentic. Right. So check this one out, bro. They also asked, you're a straight man. Have your struggles as a black person helped you to empathize at all with the struggles of gay people or women? Hmm. So that's one of those where it's like, okay, 
we're fighting the Black Lives Matter movement right now, and we get that. But do you feel like what's going on in the Black community right now helps y'all understand the Me Too movement at all or gay rights movement at all? And I got into talking so much, like, you know, when you- That's, a deep, that's a deep question. Yeah, like, question. you know, when we get on this podcast and you'll fuck around and we get done an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes, and then we'll get done recording. We're like, fuck, I forgot to make a point on this shit. Right, right, right. As I'm reading this question, I forgot to make the point that, like, I personally feel like the black community has always been hypersensitive to gay rights. Every other cause, yes. Every other cause, because we know what it look, feels like to be oppressed. So I feel like- Yeah, and I, if it, we always hypersensitive. And that's why I say that's deep, that question, because it's like, well, you know, and I guess, you know, they made it specific by saying you're a straight black man, you know, so so does that help you understand, you know, the, the Me Too movement and the, and the, and the gay, the gay movement? And it's There's like, a certain level well, of, uh, rem- like well, I am a certain level of removed from that, you know what I mean? Well, so well I, not I, even, but I guess, I guess that's, but I guess that's the disconnect from them in the question and not, you know, cause it's still a good question, but I guess, you know, that's the purpose of asking the question because they're disconnected, but it's like, mm-hmm. fam, we're the, the black, the black plight and the fight that we're in right now is almost the same fight that we were, we've been in since we and got here with them. You know what yeah, I mean? But, like, yeah, but we're, ha- but it's, but, but, but we're in the same fight and it's, it's almost like that's the first fight that we had to have here in America amongst the people. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if we were the first people to have to be fighting and we're still fighting and we're still fighting, how the, how can we not, understand any other fight that anybody else is going through you know what i'm saying that's that's almost like anybody who has been in a ring with mike tyson it's like yeah or or, or floyd mayweather it's like yeah i think i'm gonna do this i think i'm gonna go here and i'm gonna do that and it's like well shit i i what none of that ain't gonna happen because you know you, you you can only speculate and that's why i say because they haven't been in that fight they don't understand you know what i'm saying it's like well no I, i've been in that ring so of course i understand what it feels like Right, right. And here, here, here's the, the last one I'm going to give y'all because now I'm starting to feel like, because when I say it went swimmingly, it went so well that there's definitely in order for another one. Like they're appreciating you need so a part two so from, from it. Yeah, there's going to definitely be, I've already done another one with somebody else. And then there's going to be a part two with Dylan. So now my mind You're is starting be to be running for like, councilman here in a minute. No, no, my mind is starting to tick like, damn, I think I need Wes on these calls because he helps me keep my train of thought because I get so passionate and I start talking in circles from my passion that, you know, I know like kind of how we do the podcast. You keep me on track a lot of times when I start, you know, spitballing and freestyling and shit like that. So like mm-hmm. there's been several times where it's like, I know there are points I want to make, but I need somebody to help me kind of rein it in. So like we might want to really consider having Dylan on again. And oh, just yeah, take- no, let me know. Yeah. And doing it just like an exclusive episode for them or whoever wants to hear. So, you know, so not for sure. You're right. I like, I like that one. idea. Yeah. I'll give you the last one because I, I think you got some thoughts on this shit too. So, uh, here's another one to you. How is being black fundamentally different than being a member of any other minority group? So that's not necessarily talking about Latinos, but you know, I think that's also kind of the same shade as the last question. Like, you know, uh, Mm-hmm. Like gay men, or you know what I mean? Like, how is that different right. to you? Um, so, you know, and I, th- I think honestly, that, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think for, for me, for me, I think the answer honestly goes to um, what I was talking about last week, as far as that thing that we walk around with. You know what I'm saying? And even you know that might be a question I might have to toss to my wife because I don't even know if my wife walks around with that thing. I'm sure she walks around with a version of that thing, but that might be something to really like hone in and figure out absolutely what it is for her. Um, but that's why I, I think the answer to that question is, you know, that, that 
I don't even want to call it a stigma or a stain, but it's like a, it's a, it's an invisible cloak, honestly. You know what I'm saying? That we walk around with, with the, like I said, I don't want to call it fear. I don't want to call it jealousy. I don't want to call it envy, but it's, it's awareness, honestly. It's a, it's a heightened hyper sense of awareness that we have to walk around with that shit that we talked about. We wouldn't wish on nobody else to have. Um, and I just don't, especially when I, like I said, when I look at a white man, I don't feel like you're, I don't feel like when you walk outside, you think you look like a target for any demographic, not right. just a police or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like what, when I go out the house, I got to think about, well, shit, what do I look like to this person? What do I look like to that person? What do I look like yeah. to this person? Like, and, and I think I've commented the, on that before on the show, like how I even change my tone sometimes based on yeah. what to like if I'm in the office building and I know I can already tell I look intimidating to people so I'll put a little bit extra trouble in my voice just so I don't come off as you know yeah, like, people or you know what I mean intimidating yeah like it's so funny because it makes me think about I saw a shirt that I want to get it, it was a black dude he had on a shirt that says I am a white woman and it just spoke volumes to me. <laughs> that's hard yeah nah, and it's like that hard. that that that's hard. almost kind of the hard. perfect explanation to like this is how I feel different I feel like I have to wear this type of shirt you know, to to prove a point, like, hey, leave me the fuck alone. Because they leave white women alone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? White white women, and I, I don't want to sound like that. Like white women, alone, white like women. They're, they're protected as as the way yes. we want to protect our black women in our community by yes, the world. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, for sure. It is but the way we want to protect a, our black women. A white woman can literally probably come and knock on my door right now and start questioning me because she feels safe enough to do that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like just about anything. She kind of, why, well, why y'all go, why is this? Why is that? You need to do this. You need like a white woman would feel comfortable enough to do that. And I don't know any black man. Well, especially if it's not some people that you know, but like, and and that's the difference that that's yeah, how I, I feel fundamentally different. Today, like, you know, what will make this, uh, what will set this protest and this movement on fire is if we had a pocket full of Karens to go hard as if somebody fucked up their meal at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, bro. And you I'm saying, t- bro, I'm saying it was really going hard. Like they go hard about yeah. and give them their tomato at the counter bro then we will really i saw i i love all the protests and the sign making that people do because i like i said i saw the i am a white woman shirt that made me chuckle i want one but then i saw another sign and it kind of it's the it's the nail in the coffin for me for real for real and we spoke about this whole all lives matter stance motherfuckers take and the sign said if all lives matter why aren't you mad too Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And that to, it's it's one of those volume things. Like, what what's your response to that? Because you because now you got to start being specific, and now you're gonna tell on yourself. So right. if, all li- if all lives matter, why oh. aren't you upset that they yeah, did this to me, our life? Yeah, for me that even circles back to I know I make this point a lot on here, but I just really like I'm passionate about that shit. Like, all if all lives matter, you should be just as mad as if you would be if as if a cop kills somebody's puppy dog or kitty cat. You'd Absolutely. be pissed the fuck. Off. And I was actually yeah, able good. to say that in the conference call. You'll be proud of me. I did give that to him. That's what's up. Did I you did see that. any faces? Did you see any responses? Any faces? I, I get to see because we had to pre-record it. We was going to do it on a ah. Zoom call, but we couldn't get everybody in one place at one time, which was a little unfortunate. But I did feel good about the fact that it was able to minimize how many people was able to cons- or maximize. Yeah, if we, if you want to get if you want to get Dylan on the. To curate some questions, man, we could definitely do that. Oh, bro, I, I'm definitely gonna pose that to him right away. But speaking of white people. I got, uh, which is, this could potentially be our last subject, but we got more if we need to, but this could potentially. Okay. I definitely got something else I want to get to if we have okay, time. Okay, cool. Well, let me go ahead and get this one out because I really don't want to miss the opportunity to talk about this because this is hot off the news right now. So, uh, you, you keep, you've been keeping up with ESPN today at all? Any sports news? Um, I, ha- I think I've, I think I've seen a notification or two come across my phone, but I haven't really read them. 
uh, Ray Sicarelli or NASCAR ring a bell for you? Oh, yes. You want to talk about Ray Sicarelli? I don't know necessarily about Ray Sicarelli, but I heard about NASCAR. Is, but if Ray, Sicar- if Ray Sicarelli is who I think he is, he is. Um, he okay, is. let's talk about so, it. Okay, let, let's do it our way, though. Let's do it our way, because I got some thoughts on this that I don't think everybody got. But just to get everybody caught up, because I know nobody that listens to this follows NASCAR, and if you didn't happen to be checking for basketball and happen to get it in your phone, you might not know this, but NASCAR has NASCAR has made it, taken an official stance to removing the Confederate flag from all things NASCAR going forward. So at the mm-hmm. races, at the conventions, all y'all little NASCAR shit y'all been having fun tipping beers at will no longer have the Confederate flag. Now, of course, in this climate, with the progress we've been making, a lot of the the analysts that cover NASCAR have put out some brilliant, beautiful pieces saying the Confederate uh, flag is gone and I won't miss it for a second. And a lot of people have come out saying some great things. And I think this is a great move because even though niggas don't watch NASCAR, it speaks volumes to the change of the climate mm-hmm. that's going on here because it's not going to be a law written for the cops to please don't kill black people or else X is going to happen to you that's going to stop them because they're going to keep killing us. The only thing that's going to stop them from killing us is the world deciding together all races that we're not going to tolerate it anymore. But I digress. So NASCAR said they're not having the Confederate flag at their shit no more. And everybody else was perfectly cool with it. But your man Ray Sicarelli said, (laughs) your man (laughs) Ray Sicarelli said, you know what? If you're going to take away my stars and bars, I quit. So he's quitting NASCAR because the Confederate flag will no longer be involved in NASCAR. Mm. You know what I said when I heard this news, Wes? Who, one more time. Who's Ray Sicarelli? Run me back Ray one more time. Sicarelli, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I thank you for keeping me on track. Ray Sicarelli is a NASCAR driver. However, I know when I say NASCAR, a certain picture comes up in your mind of a certain kind of car. Nah, fam. Ray Sicarelli don't race those. He races the trucks. <laughs> I'm glad you laughed because this is part of my point. So let me let me cook real quick. Let me, bro. Cook, I'm bro. I'm so glad you said that because I was sitting over he here like, wait, huh? he don't even race. He don't race the Dale Earnhardt joints, right? He races the trucks. So listen, the trucks, the trucks. So listen. <laughs> when I heard this, I wasn't as a. I don't think I was as appalled as everybody else. You know what I said when I read this from Ray Sicarelli? I said, ooh, that's a chess move, white man. You are smart. You are a smart, smart white man. And I got to give you your props. I'm not even disgusted. I'm more impressed than I am disgusted. Because you got to think, for Ray Sicarelli, even somebody said in response to this, was like, fam, I had to even look up who the fuck Ray Sicarelli was. Right. Because obviously, niggas, nobody watches NASCAR except for the people that watch NASCAR. And if you watch NASCAR, you damn sure got to be a deep, deep fan to fuck with the trucks. You know what I mean? Nobody watches the trucks. So he races the trucks. So what came across my mind, because you know my mind is weird and my shit just tick a little different, which is probably why I need a podcast to be able to voice this shit. But I was thinking to myself, like, hmm, Ray Sicarelli races the trucks. That ain't even the main event for NASCAR. Like, niggas ain't even checking for the trucks. So, if Bro, you couldn't have even told me truck racing was a part of NASCAR. Damn. So, look, if if I'm Ray Sicarelli and I fake outrage over the Confederate flag being removed from NASCAR, now I have just grabbed and pocketed all the MAGA supporters as supporters of me. 
Because you got to think, if I'm Ray Sicarelli, I already don't get attention because I race the trucks. Nobody knows who I am. I'm probably not a winner in my sport. Like, bro, you got to think, Ray Sicarelli is probably a nigga that had to watch Danica Patrick pass him up in popularity. Right, right. Right? You know he probably didn't feel good about a woman. Like, oh, a right. Woman? Hell no. Me and my so truck are out of here. He, he probably had to be there for Danica Patrick passing him up. So he probably thought like, well, wait a minute. If I stand up for the stars and bars, everybody that's secret racist in the South that comes to NASCAR, which is probably over 60%, but you know, I digress. He can put a lot of them fans in his pocket. So now if I'm Ray Sicarelli, I'm going, I'm getting my Instagram account booted up to get all these followers. I'm starting a podcast. I'm getting a radio show. Because he needs to do something. While we making all this progress and everybody's hand in hand and I'm sitting on video calls answering questions for white people and it's all love and I really enjoy doing that, there's definitely a pocket of people right now that are disgusted by the progress we're making. And they're not oh, absolutely. Like, he can put every single one of them hateful motherfuckers in his pocket. So when yeah, I heard I mean, that, I wasn't like, ew, look at you, nasty white man. I was like, this motherfucker's smart. I think his I think his demographic is too far gone, man. He got baby boomers and fucking shit like that. They got cell phones. They ain't tuning in none of that shit he doing. He just see, you gotta, he, what, well, he, what he thought. He gotta what be, he there thought. gotta be a way he can spin it though, right? Like even if he ain't doing the IG thing or the podcast thing, like there's I mean, I'm be, sure, there's a crazy pocket for racist nasty nah, white men, bro. We I got mean, that they're, they're, all this. I mean, you're right, bro. But I think, um, you know, I, I spoke to it last week. I think we get into a, a, a state and I honestly believe that's just about to be my thing going forward, bro. I'm not, I'm not giving energy to nobody that's on that shit, bro. The, the, the vibe that I get, you know, is at, at least as motherfuckers overwhelmingly want that shit to be over with. So like even out in public, when shit happened out in public, bro, people need to let the people that look crazy look crazy by themselves. You know what I'm saying? Don't oh, get that shit no energy. Don't get yourself in it, but like leave, leave them to if, if that's true, like you don't got to tell nobody how disgusting they is. Let them look crazy by themselves. We're not giving energy to the right shit because giving energy to the wrong shit is going to put you in the wrong situation. You know what I'm saying? So like if people go ahead and follow him, y'all can all go over there and look stupid together because the, the cluster of motherfuckers that's about to look stupid out here is going to be way smaller than the group of people that's out here trying to do the right shit and really don't care. You know what I'm saying? About no none of that other fuck shit that y'all is on. So like who, who fucking cares? And like probably what he thought was going to happen was that his other Confederate brothers were going to hop in their trucks and and honk their horns and flash their fucking lights and that's that's not that's not what happened because and and I thought I don't need to see it. listen here this is how much energy I'm not giving to the wrong shit bro I don't already remember what bro's name is and I don't care if you remind me <laughs> I only I, I, yeah see, I, I, I do I not care and see I think inadvertently that's what I was on because it didn't it didn't spark outrage for me it just was yeah, like that shit, yeah, yeah, all right well, all right you there, you, yep, there you go be over there by yourself and go and, and i hope you get some people to come over there and join you you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but i originally thought and i i, I feel so bad for not knowing his name because i wish i could just contrast that so hard there was a nascar racer who was out there with his black lives matter shirt on and he was with the confederate flag he's an actual nascar racer like he was with the shits like and mm-hmm. i was like that's what the fuck is up, and that's the energy that we need. And that's why I said yeah, I'm sorry for not knowing his name, but like I, I don't even know if the, his name was in the article that I saw. But that's something that sticks with me versus picture. this nigga's name, who I still can't remember right now. Yeah, and and one more thing that I want to hit on this before we leave it alone, because I do want to leave this alone quickly, uh, and this is related, unrelated. But some people might be saying at this time, like, well. Okay, NASCAR is taking down the Confederate flags, and we're seeing all around the world where a lot of these uh statues of people that are known racist Columbus. are being 
yeah, like they're, they're knocking shit down. They're removing the f- Confederate flag and all of this stuff is happening. And I could see how this could be a breeding ground for the question of, well, what took you so long? And I, without spending too much time on this, I just want to say this officially from myself. And if you agree with me, cool. But if you don't, also cool. But I just want to take the time to say to our audience, because this is important to me, that now is not the time for what took you so long. It's just not right. the time for that, y'all. It's like, not. Even though it took Roger Goodell and them forever to finally say Colin Kaepernick Ooh. is right, it's not the time to say fuck you, Roger Goodell, because we need these slow ass, after the fact, ignorant, deaf motherfuckers to come around because we yeah. have to, have to, have to change the climate. Yeah, we absolutely to have everybody. to. The, t- the climate ain't going to just change with the progressive motherfuckers. It's going to change with the slow motherfuckers and the dumb That part. And that's what I was about to say. We, we cool yeah. with you. We cool with you being late to the party, but boy, is it going to be a spotlight on your dance moves. <laughs> My man. Especially when you that. said you wasn't coming. Yeah, when you said you wasn't that. coming and you showed up late, spotlight. That can't be said any better. My man, that's why you the goddamn glue. Let's leave that alone. Uh, yeah. All right, let's leave that alone. So let's, let me, let's get into one thing and this is going to be quick. Um, and I'm, I want to set this up this way. I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to be the sacrificial. I want to tell you your story and then we can get the fuck out of here for the week. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so what I have written down here is, um, I want, I want to talk, I want to have story time. I want to talk about a time that you did something that you thought was okay, but your wife totally didn't think that that shit was okay. Um, Mm. and again, right. And I'm gonna give you time to think about it because I'm sure you have a plethora of stories to think about. And And I I thought it was okay. And my wife did not. Yes. So, and and that's why I said, let me sacrifice myself to give you some time to think. So, um, this is before we moved out here. My wife, um, had, as I have spoken, um, about on this podcast before is like into cooking. The kitchen is her place of Zen. That is where she gets her thing off. Um, I call her farm girl all the time. She likes to grow shit, use all types of fruits, veggies, whatever. That's her, that's her bag. Um, and along with that, my wife orders um, food magazines um, from several different subscriptions. Um, I couldn't really tell you the name of any of them, but like my wife orders them and she'll go through them. She finds, and this is how I eat good around here. Okay. My wife finds recipes that the shit be in the cabinet and she'll just go and she'll make some shit like from scratch. We eat good. So I love the fact that she goes to these. I got to get like that. Yeah. I yeah. I love the fact that she goes to these, but before I was really aware um, of what she did with these food magazines, there was just magazines all over the place. Like, <laughs> we had, we had bo- there were boxes of there were once we moved in together, there were boxes of magazines oh, that were like you, downstairs. You son of a- <laughs> <laughs> there were boxes of magazines that were downstairs. Um, there were like magazines in the court. There was just like magazines in places, but like magazines still in the plastic. Okay. So like right. one day we had a we had a table in our dining room and it was kind of like the fallout table. So there was a lot of shit on the table, but there was like there was like two or three stacks of magazines on these tables. I'll say maybe 15 magazines. Let's just throw that number out there. Mm-hmm. So maybe 15, 20 magazines on the table. I, it was one of these days where you just see too much shit on the table. You just want to clean it up, right? Oh, I so I go, yeah, I go to the table. Boom, I start cleaning stuff up. I look at these magazines that I've looked at for months on this table, right? And I'm like, man, she ain't about to read these. Sitting around forever. Yeah, she ain't about to read these motherfucking magazines. I take them right to the trash. Boom. Drop them in the trash, oh, right? I heard take, the take right out to the yeah. <laughs> Drop the motherfuckers right in that bitch, right? Go in. <laughs> uh, I can't remember if it was the same day or the next day, but wifey comes asking about the magazines that were on the table. Oh, of course. And I'm like, as as you throw some shit away. Course, exactly when they come, bro. I'll you know what the vibes are. So I'm like, 
Oh, I threw him away. And like you instantly saw the anger wash over her. And I was like, well, they was on the they was on the table. Like, and like at that, I don't even think I was getting no responses out of her at this point. But like it was it was that she it was that she was talking to me, but talking to herself mm-hmm. type of thing going on. Like my magazines, like it was my why why you worry about my like it was one of those type joints. So I was like, oh, so I kind of like let it like I kind of let the let the anger simmer on low for about five or 10 minutes. And in that time, I like tiptoed back out to the trash can. <laughs> you gotta get out of it. Grabbed them joints. Cause they were still wrapped in the plastic, grabbed all of them joints out the trash and brought them back in. And it's like, you could almost see the anger unwash over her oh, because really? it was at, it was at that point. I truly understood how she felt about the magazines. And you didn't now know. I have a much greater understanding and appreciation for him. So that's my that's my story. And I I and felt like you have one of those for now, props props to her for like letting that wash away once she saw the magazines were returned. Because I do know that it's a very real possibility that that can be about the principle. Like, okay, yeah, you bought the magazines back, motherfucker, but you still touching my shit and this was wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely a lot of room for her to still oh, have yeah. been mad about that. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. Good. Woo, you you made off good by her like <laughs> washing that away because she could have rolled on you for that. Like she could have kept riding after the magazines came back. So, woo. So when you first mentioned it, right, what came to mind was a story that I already previously told on here about like how I thought it was fly one night when I was like trying to get you know some sex popping off to do like the V thing with my fingers and put my tongue in there. <laughs> yeah, I thought she yeah, would yeah. be like impressed by it or like be there with me. And she was like. Ugh, nigga, that's gross. And it's just like totally fucked up the vibes. So I had to think of something else because right away things didn't like really just like come flooding to me about like when I thought something was okay, but it wasn't okay. But I did come up with something in the middle of you talking. So, and I had to write it down to make sure I did not. <laughs> this is a Those doozy. are always the best ones. Yeah, this is a doozy, bro, because I really thought this was okay. And like, it, it it almost is kind of like if you ever play like a first person shooter like Call of Duty or something like that. And nowadays in video games, they don't really put up like that big unnecessary brick wall to tell you this is out of bounds. Like now, <laughs> right? You go everywhere. Depict it on the map, and if you step out there, the shit starts going. Eh, 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 right, eh, right. And then it gives you a countdown. Like, okay, if you don't get back in bounds, then you are going to die. And it was more so like that. Like, I didn't know this was out of bounds, and then as soon as like the step out of bounds happened, I was immediately notified that that was out of bounds. So let me tell you what I thought was okay. A long, 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 long time ago when I used to have Instagram and Facebook, that was like a year ago. (laughs) So it's not that long ago. When I used to have social media and I had Instagram. Now, everybody's familiar with a popular page and Instagram models is not something that you can just avoid. Right. Like you don't have to follow them neither, but it's not something that just won't come across your timeline. So with my Instagram, I thought it was okay if I just follow whoever, mm. you know, naked bitches, big booty bitches, every color of the rainbow, all of this shit. And now here, let me explain to you why I thought this was okay. I thought this was okay because, you know, we talk about here on here every other week, if not every week about watching porn. And, you know, it's something that none of us are ashamed of. And we talk very freely about. So in my mind, I had put that in the same pocket as watching porn. Like my wife has no issue with that, but the Instagram thing was definitely an issue. 
Like it was mentally <laughs> an issue. And like it came up at some point, like she had saw in my follows that I was following like a bunch of nasty bitches on my Instagram. And nasty bitches. Bro, she was mad, mad. And I'm telling you this not to make her look bad. Like this is to like, okay, I didn't realize that this was out of bounds. So I didn't have no problem like admitting to me. Right. And right. I was wrong. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that that was like a bad, like, I didn't know that was out of bounds. So like, that's even part of why I ended up getting rid of my Instagram. Cause I oh, ended wow. up like, I could tell. Explain. Yeah. Like I ended up explaining to her, like, you know, like to me, this is just like going to Pornhub or something. Like, I don't care. Nothing mm-hmm. about here. You know what I mean? I don't be commenting on them. I never double click their pictures. I don't DM them. I don't never interact at all. They just be shit that comes across my scroll when I be scrolling my timeline. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I was explaining this to her. She explained to me very like articulately as to why she felt like it was disrespectful and not okay. And I respected it. And I was just like, look, none of these follows don't mean shit to me. So like I can unfollow them. I can even like just to further show her, like I can show you so much. that I don't give a fuck about this. Like I'll delete Instagram entirely off my phone. Like I do not care. Like this is just to show you that I'm not for sure. Like I can get rid of all of this shit. And then that's when we like had a very productive conversation and we both ended up getting rid of Instagram because we could see how unhealthy it was for our relationship and how things can get out of control. And you know what I mean? But you know, a very positive thing came out of it because I don't miss Instagram or Facebook or none of that shit. So I'm glad that Mm -hmm. we did it. But in that moment, like in my mind, that was logical. You know what I mean? Like in my right, mind, right. shit, we watch porn together. She ain't gonna care if I follow these bitches. Like it's the same as porn. But, you know, she explained to me why it was different for, you know, her. And, you know, I respected it. So like that was one of them where I was like, my foot was way out of bounds once she explained it to me. You know what I mean? But I was like running around like thinking the shit was cool. Like, oh, that's fine. This is fine. She well, at least you guys came to a uh, mutual uh, mature yeah. Uh, decision and agreement there. That's what's up. Yeah, no, it's always good when you can come to a, uh, you know, a mutual agreement, and understanding on shit like that, because I think that's the, that's the foundation as to why you make this shit work and why this thing can work when you're able to talk it out. And that's why I was saying with your thing, like, that's super dope of her to be like, okay, he went and got my magazine, crisis averted, like, yeah, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, everything's safe now. The recipes are intact because I could totally see, like, you know, as a tourist, like, I could even see being mad, like, yeah, but nigga, you still threw them away. Like, yeah, you brought them back, but you threw them away. Right. You know but you threw them away, though, goddamn it. Yeah. So, you know, I get it. But no, nah, I definitely think that's something dope, man. I have a ton of dope subjects I've been trying to get to for weeks now, bro. And it seems like every week Never. we do this shit. It always happens. Up and it's an hour and a half and we got to get out of here, bro. But y'all we do have to get out of here. Y'all going to get content, man. Cause our shit sh- timeless. You're going to get it one week. Can I, can I share something with you? My sure. good brother. I do have an announcement here on the podcast. Um, more, more specifically, this is me kind of taking my production hat off and putting my friend hat on for you because, um, it's something that you don't know. Um, and it's actually currently kind of going down in the Facebook realms, but you don't have that <laughs> as we were just on topic. So it makes it all beautiful. Um, so today, um, as, as the, our listeners know, today is, um, June the 11th. This podcast will be dropped on June the 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, but today is my mother's birthday and it's also Word. my brother's birthday. Yeah. So more, more specifically to my mother, um, happy birthday to my mother. Yeah. Um, she's, she's 54 years old today. Um, but I saved, I held some information from her for a few weeks, um, and really from the world for a few weeks here. Um, so I feel like today, I feel like today was the most appropriate day to share that information. Um, 
with it being my mom's birthday, like I said, I kept it from her for weeks. But um, at around the time that episode 36 of this podcast dropped, which was the Tuesday um, before the first um, installment of the Dipped in Butter program with the wives aired. Um, mm-hmm. And another situation where I give uh, flowers to my brother, Kat, for um, he has been crediting um, my wife as my wife for weeks now, unknowingly. But um, as of May 22nd, she's officially my wife. Um, hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. That thing is super official out here in the world. Um, like I said, kept it, kept it from my mom to, to her birthday to today. Um, so I'm I'm kind of just telling people out here in the world. So this is my time of me telling my friend and, you know, telling my podcast. That's hard. That's hard. Clap it up, man. I, I really, uh, will he put in, will he edit in some clapping right here? Will, <laughs> will we make him do extra work? You'll only know in post-production on Friday. You'll only know. <laughs> but that is super fire, man. And, you know, that that's just the move though. Like that's the vibe. Like I, I don't call... Janelle, your wife, to just try to be cool or try to say some shit. To say right, some right, right, right. Like, I, I listen to my people when they talk, and you told me very early on, like, you know, yeah, there's some some movements we got to do and some paperwork and some things to make it official, but this right here is my wife. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I take people very seriously when they say stuff like that. You know what I mean? And that's when I changed it from Janelle, your girl or your fiance to, like, fuck mm-hmm. it. If my man's is telling me this is my wife. Yeah, that's your wife, bro. So yeah, yeah flat out. And and for the you know, like I say, it's it's a gym to drop. So if you go back and if you listen to uh if you listen to that first installment, that's why we sound so goofy when I introduce her on the podcast because <laughs> it was extra fresh. It was oh, it was so fresh. That's hard. <laughs> that's hard. See, that's I like that, man. We can go back and get the extra gyms and listen again a little oh, bit yeah. closer. Now you get some oh, more yeah. content. Do it. For sure. Hard, so man. I wanted to share that with everybody before we got out of here this week. Definitely, definitely. Let me let me try to get out of here quick to make your job a little bit easier, man. Thank you all for listening to us. Another episode. It has been fire. It's been a pleasure, for man. Sure. I want to thank all of y'all for listening, and I want to particularly thank you, my man Wes, for doing this with us, man. This has been oh, fucking great, know, man. Bro. Another one down, super fast, bro, man. But my name is Cat. Y'all can catch me here every Friday wherever podcast are consumed. Don't that feel good to say, bro? That we sounds amazing, bro. It's, man, it's some other shit. Podcasting. Bro, if you put Dipped in Butter podcast or program in your search engine, Google, whatever, we pop right the fuck up. And then, you know, some high-fat content recipes come up, but that's another, <laughs> another story for another time. But we appreciate it. We cooking. We cooking. For sure. Yeah, big facts. It's your boy, uh, Wes T, a.k.a. Elmer Young, your player partner, P-O-D-N-A, after every young 89 on instagram fuck with me though yes sir like i say every week please 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 check up on your strong friends man especially in times like these you don't know who's downtown who's been pepper sprayed or maced or shot with a rubber bullet man uh respect the movement don't be out there being a bad ally man get with your friends and check on them please yes for sure and this week um i'm not gonna make a statement i am gonna ask a favor um of our very very phenomenal listeners here um if you do have an iPhone or an Apple product, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast. Please rate the podcast. Please comment on the podcast. If you listen to the podcast on Spotify, please make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify. Um, I'm almost inclined. Um, me and Kat are still working on merch, but the first 10 people or so, let's do first five. First five people to um, 
rate, comment, subscribe to the Join the Apple Podcast. Please like shoot a um, screenshot or something over to the yeah. Dipped and Butter Program IG or to the email or something. Let let us know that you did that, and I'll make sure we get y'all something out here in the mail sometime soon. So. I'm one thousand percent with that, man. And like Wes was saying, if you got a, a Apple product, do that on your phone, man, because you do yourself a favor and it notifies you if you follow our podcast when we put out the extra butter. So you ain't yeah, got to miss, miss those Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. When we drop unbeknownst, then you can already be up on game. So, you know, just a little tidbit for you, man. But we appreciate y'all. We're going to catch y'all next week. Come on, baby. Let's go get dipped. <laughs>